In case you're in a rush today, the short answer is, well, uh, should I tell them, Verlinda, or should I make them wait? Yes, tell them. Nah, I think I'm going to make them wait. Oh, Caleb. Welcome to the Only You Forever podcast. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you've been looking for. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Verlinda Simone Gendel. Hey, everybody, this is episode number 114, and we're going to be talking about whether or not it is possible to have a hectic life and be happily married. So, in this episode, you'll find out if you need to change your career and lifestyle or if you're all good to go. No pressure. No pressure at all. <laughs> okay, so last week we talked about jealousy in marriage, and that's a touchy one. Maybe I'll call it touchy or challenging. Mm-hmm. If you missed that episode, be sure to go back and grab it. And also make sure you hit that subscribe button in your podcast player so you don't miss any of our future shows. So we have touched on business and marriage before, Caleb. Yes, but this one's going to be different. Mm-hmm. I think it was like only like four or five episodes ago. Yeah. And I'm actually pretty excited about what we have to share today because we're going to take a different angle on it. Okay? okay. So a lot of research and marriage advice points to the importance of spending time together as a couple, which mm-hmm. we agree, and this is not going to undermine. But from the perspective of these researchers, they ask the question, is that the most important factor in a healthy marriage? Spending lots of time together. Okay. Turns out that how you treat each other when you do have time together is, in their opinion, more important than the amount of time you have together. Mm, okay. Which probably matters no matter what, even if you do have a lot of time together. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I think for those in a busy, busy life, it's particularly important to note this. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it was just last week we were talking about being on the same page, like talking about what monogamy me means and like how much time you can be apart and how much time you can be together. So I think you need to be on the same page for that too. Right. And then what you do with the time you have together. Right. Matters. Yeah. So we're going to look at a couple of studies that looked at physician or doctor marriages where there's a long, a lot of long hours worked. Okay. And one thing that we're going to see is they had a common sense of mission about the work that was being done. So if one of you in your marriage works long hours and the other person hasn't bought into that, you'll have a different set of stressors to kind of sort out that's apart from this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So a study from 2004 looked at what they call the medical marriage and they wanted to look at like busyness and like how people adjusted to their marriage and overall satisfaction with work-life balance. And this is a study where the husbands were working as doctors and we'll have one in a few moments where the wives were working as doctors. And what they discovered was, and I'm quoting here, More than hours worked, it is how a couple treats each other when they are not working that most powerfully determines the quality of a contemporary medical marriage. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I thought that was great, right? So how, then they asked the question, well, how are these successful marriages treating each other? And they found these qualities in the marriages that self-identified as satisfying. And this is what, if you're in a busy life, a hectic life yourself, you want to think about really building these into your marriage too. So the first thing is that these husbands, the doctors, didn't let work stress negatively affect their at-home behavior. That's good. So you have a crappy day at work, you come home, you take it out on the wife and kids, right? Mm -hmm. They were not doing that. Right. Husbands often indicated their concern about how their work-life balance and busyness required them to spend time away from their family. So they they talked to their wives, showing remorse. Wives found ways to keep themselves busy when their husbands were working long hours. 
Wives who were satisfied with their marriages learned to accept this role without rancor, to build their individual support systems, and to carry on with family activities during their husband's work-related absences. So mm -hmm. they got on with life. They didn't predicate their happiness on him changing and being home more often. Mm, yep, yep. And the wives also held specific perspectives about their husband's work. And that was that it was done for noble reasons. Okay. So they were on board with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of that piece in marriage about having a common mission, mm. a common sense of purpose, right? Yeah. So she's bought into the idea of his medical career. Yeah. Now, and I'll quote here again, in summation, these busy couples did not have marriages that were less satisfying than those of other people in general. Quite the contrary. Despite the hectic nature of medical life, physicians' wives claim to be quite satisfied with their marriages. And so I think this kind of answers the question from the start, which is, you know, if we have a hectic life, can we be happily married? Like, is that possible? And I think the answer is yes. So even if you're not a doctor and you're just plain busy, if you have these elements, you should be good to go. Yeah. These elements of not bringing your work stress home. Yeah. Or if you can think about and work on ways of bringing these elements into your marriage. Right. You should be able to shift your experience. Okay. Yep. Okay, let's switch genders and see what happens. So that was the husband as doctor. Now here's a study from 2013 in which the wife was the doctor, okay? Mm-hmm. And now these, this was more of a qualitative interview, which means they go into more the descriptive side of the study rather than a whole bunch of numbers. And they interviewed nine spouses of internal medicine residents and faculty physicians. So they're talking to the husbands of okay. female doctors or doctors-to-be. And they wanted to know how these couples made their marriages work in the face of this very inflexible schedule of physicians. Now, actually, a resident is far more tied up than yeah. a doctor, at least in the Canadian system. Yeah. So as a whole, there's three themes that emerged from the interviews that they had with these people about what the husbands of the doctors felt was important to the health of their busy marriage. One was having a set time for synchronizing schedules. So these couples in these hectic marriages, they would often set a very specific time where they'd sit down and they'd do their best to try to synchronize their schedules. Hmm. And often that schedule had to rotate around the physician's schedule out of necessity, but they had a time where they connected and they kind of got things down on paper, mm -hmm. practically. Yeah. It just seems like, I don't know, it's not abstract, it's very concrete, but I would never have put that down near the top as being important. being important for the health of my marriage. Right. I think maybe it ties back to the previous one in, in terms of getting on with your life oh. when you're not the doctor, right? Yeah. Because you know what the schedule is, so you can now, it gives you some autonomy, right? Yeah. There was also frequent verbal support, and this was important in both directions. So the non-doctor verbally supported the doctor's busy career. Yeah. And the doctor verbally supported the husband's sacrifices, the work they did, and the willingness to take care of things at home when they were not able to do that, right? Okay. So there's this verbal Showing affirmation. And, yeah, yeah, exactly, which is great. And then there's shared decision-making. And I'm quoting here again, our findings suggest joint decision-making within physician families serves to increase personal agency of female physicians' husbands, <laughs> the, mm -hmm. the man at home, and may reduce work-life stress for physician wives. That's for the doctor. So hey, I don't, I'm not getting that one. Yeah. If you're not seeing each other as much because you're super busy, but the other person always has all the decision-making authority, it's going to get old fast. So these couples were kind of giving each mm -hmm. other autonomy. Okay. So on one hand, the person that's super busy doesn't have the responsibility of having to come home and make more decisions. Yeah. And the person at home who's sitting around waiting for the other person to get home to make decisions. Oh, you know what I mean? So they're not kind okay. of stuck on waiting for each other. Yeah. So the independence 
there's kind of independence, but there's a shared thing there too, where they're really trying to balance that out. You're not coming home and being told what to do either. Right. Huh. So those are some great features. Now, those are two studies where one was particularly busy and the other spouse was not. Right. Okay. Now here's another study in which both individuals have hectic lives, 2003. So this was by a researcher called Zimmerman, and it looked at dual earner couples, meaning both had an income, and they really highlighted the importance of what they call mutuality, okay? And these are couples with children, and all these couples, they perceived themselves as being successful in balancing family and work, so they thought they were doing well. And what he, or I don't know if it's a he or she, but what this researcher noted was that the majority of these couples stated that striving for marital partnership or equality is an integral strategy to their success. Okay. So they really... Where maybe you have a couple in which one is the earner and the other is not, you yeah. might resort to more traditional roles, even if you're yeah. re- even yeah. if you're reversing the genders. Yeah. These couples where they were both earning, they put a higher emphasis on sharing, on partnership of roles. Right. Which I think to me makes sense. Yeah. Because if we are both out of the house or working in the house, whatever, then you should both take care of the house. Yeah. Didn't we have an email not too long ago from someone saying, I go to work, I come home, I do all the housework too. He goes to work, he comes he home goes, and sits yeah. on the couch. It was something like yeah, that. Yeah. And then we've had other ones too, where he goes to work and he comes home and he does all the housework because she yeah. has been on the computer yeah, gaming all day. Right. So it goes both ways, but yeah. yeah. But needless to say, neither of those two couples are happily married. They're not enjoying their marriages, no. No. So here's four, uh, five things that, that they noticed that these couples were doing, okay? Uh, themes that came out of this. Okay. One was what we just said, shared housework. So the wives and the husbands, they divided the household labor equally. And this was a, a consistent theme that they saw in the interviews. And, and they noted that a lot of couples described this as a key aspect of their successful work-family balance, mm-hmm. was that there was this shared housework. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I don't get, Caleb? Right. Is I don't get why more husbands don't do this. Like share the housework. Yeah. Well, it's not exactly the most attractive. Well, I know, but like, how can you sit there in your chair watching TV while your wife does absolutely everything or laugh and joke about it that you don't do diddly squat around the house? Yeah. Like when the research all shows that this helps your marriage, this helps your marriage. Your wife's going to be happier. You're going to be happier. Happy wife, happy life. You know, like, I just, I don't understand why more people don't jump on this. Yeah. That'd be hard to get into that without getting kind of judgmental. Yeah. End of rant. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) We should like rebrand our podcast as research and ranting. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So the second theme was not only about housework, but childcare. So they talked about mutual act and active involvement in childcare. Mm-hmm. Now they noted that the wives tended to take relatively more responsibility for childcare, but they did see that the husbands did remain actively involved in parenting. And the couples also described shared parenting or trying to achieve shared parenting as an essential ingredient to happiness and success in their work wow. family balance. Joint decision-making was another theme that came up here. That was important to them as well. There was a perception on the husband's part that wives had more decision-making responsibility, 
But the researchers thought that that may be more a reflection of the tendency in nearly all couples for wives to be the organizers of family affairs, like keeping the family calendar, keeping track of appointments and so oh, on. Okay. Which, you know, sure enough happens in our family too. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was interesting, but there was an effort toward joint decision making. Huh. And then there was also equal access to an influence over finances. So many couples described that they had spending strategies that allowed partners to share influence over financial decision-making and spending. And I think that what this means is that they talked about and they set parameters and they could have, they had freedom within those parameters. Because again, uh, if you're not together all the time, you might not be able to go shopping together all the time. Yeah. So it gives them, they have this shared goal, vision, budget, but yeah. there's autonomy to make decisions inside that freedom. So you're not okay. strapped not not the word strap, but you're not waiting on your spouse, right? Yeah. Because that would cause frustration. Yeah. And then both of them placed value on uh, work-life goals. And I'll quote again here, couples describe the importance of efforts to recognize, support, and respect one another's professional pursuits. Many couples described attempts to communicate caring and concern about their partner's professional activities, while husbands tended to perceive that the Wives' careers were equally prioritized. Wives tended to perceive the husband's careers as relatively more prioritized. Hmm. Observation. Yeah. So they still would place value on their spouse's work. Yeah. This probably should be an indicator to the husbands that if you are truly intending to be a dual income family, that husbands should probably go out of their way to make sure more so that their, their wives' career is honored as well. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So... I kind of think that might be for the highest wage earner. Well, there's you know, all like there's socially men generally or in our culture. Yeah, they earn more. Men generally earn more. Yeah, there's a wage. Gap. And so I think that's where the priority. That's why it's going to be more prioritized because they make more. Yeah, there's another cultural piece, though, where, you know, the man goes out to work. Yeah, there's still more like they mentally it's the male breadwinner. Still there, yeah, right? yeah. So there could be a number of factors coming into play here, but I would just say if this is your choice, that's where I'm encouraging the guys to really take a little extra care to honor their spouse's mm -hmm. career, mm -hmm. even if she doesn't earn as much money from that. If that's important to both of you, what she's doing, and it's important to her mm -hmm. to honor her in that and cherish her in it and help her to grow in it. That's so sweet. All right. Okay. Now, important note to end on, Verlinda, because these yeah. are these are a lot of kind of practical, tactical things that we've come up with yeah. in this from the research, which is great. And these things are useful, and I really hope our listeners are able to take them and think about them and what they can, you know, highlight to work on. Mm -hmm. But I would be remiss to not talk about emotion. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because one of these researchers looked at the amount of emotional labor each of these couples put into their marriages in order to keep their marriage healthy. And said that all couples in this study described the importance of their marital relationship to each of them and detailed ways that they maintain the high quality of their relationship. So virtually all of the participants described a deep sense of friendship with their spouses. Hmm. So it's really cultivating mm -hmm. that companionship, that friendship piece. Okay. Despite the busyness. They often discuss the importance of mutual respect. That's important too, right? Yeah. And a commitment to working through the relationship challenges. Mm. So this is like a lot of your basic marriage ingredients where it's just yeah. saying, you know what, your dual income, you're very, very busy. You have this hectic life, but let's keep at the basics here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Another one, many couples describe generosity as one of their core relationship values, which is giving selflessly to their spouse and offering assistance to each other when feeling out of balance to mm. walking together. One lifts yeah. the other up, right? 
And many couples describe their appreciation for one another in their efforts to balance family and work. So they're giving voice to the struggle, the appreciation of how how their spouse is stepping up to the struggle of this type of life. Right. So that's good. Yeah. Look at all those words, friendship, mutual respect, commitment, generosity, appreciation. Yeah. That's the, that's good emotional work in your marriage. Yeah. That needs to be done. Do you know what? I think you're really good at this generosity one. Cause like, even when it's my turn to, you know, put the kids to bed and tuck them in, whatever. And sometimes I am so wiped Mm -hmm. and you're like, you know what? I'll do this tonight. And it's just that, you know, I am feeling so out of balance and you step in and Mm -hmm. offer the assistance and Mm -hmm. just makes for a calmer life. And Mm -hmm. I mean, it goes the other way too. Well, that's what I was going to say is you're good at that too. And that's, I mean, that's the benefit of being married is there's two of you. Right. If you both give. Yeah. It becomes a better thing than being alone. Yeah. So I think it's possible from everything that we're reading here today, it's possible to have a very hectic life. It's not, it wouldn't be my first choice to have one. I don't enjoy it. Yeah. You do have one sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) And that's the thing is we don't all get to choose this, right? No. But, you know, I hope that there's a real message of hope here that if you're, if you're both in a situation where you're very, very busy and you just don't see a way out right now, you can still create a good marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Just be intentional. I think you have to maybe be more intentional than other folks that don't have as much busy pressure. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. true. Yeah. Okay. We had a, an iTunes review and normally we say it's from this week, but this one is from a while ago and we missed it. I think it was because we were kind of in awe of the generous comments from the reviewer here. Mm-hmm. Do you want to read this? Um, I'm not sure if I do. <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing. This is from Uncle Guido who says they follow through five stars. We've heard it said, we'd love to hear from you, but they never respond. We care about you, but they never cry. We'll help you, but they never do. If you have been in a helpless situation, you have experienced these half-hearted prayers and half-hearted love. These lovely people are not like that. They will email you back if you reach out to them. They will pray for you when you ask them to. They will cry with you through your pain and they will cheer you on in your victories and miracles. They are real folks helping real marriages. Yet they are humble and will probably say that the above doesn't accurately describe them. I challenge you that if you listen to the podcast with a heart to apply this to your marriage, you will be blessed. Hmm. So thank you, Uncle Hmm. Guido. Yeah. That is a little overwhelming. It's very kind. Yeah. If you'd like to get involved with our mission to help save marriages through the podcast, we'd like to ask you to contribute to our crowdfunding campaign. So we want to reach 5,000 marriages a week, and we can't do that without your help. And for even $5 a month, you can help us move toward making that a reality. Please go to oyf.link slash give. That's on your browser, on your phone, in Safari, whatever you use. oyf.link slash give to learn more about how you can help us reach more marriages. Oh, next week. next week. Yeah, next week we're going to talk about what to do when you find yourself in a place where you kind of stuck it out in marriage for the kids, and then the kids move out, and you're like, now what? Oh. More common than you think. Oh, really? Yeah. And I think there are people right now and that's their strategy and they're listening. They're saying, hey, you know what? I'm just sticking this out for the kids. So we want to we want to help you with that. Hopefully oh. to find a better, better strategy. Yeah. So that's all for today's episode. You can get the full show notes at oyf.link slash 114. That's 114. Remember, we are here to help build thriving, passionate marriages. So if this was helpful to you, We'd love it if you could help us spread the word and share this with others who would also be blessed by it. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. 
Thank you for listening to the OnlyYouForever.com podcast. Please help us reach and influence a wider audience by rating and reviewing our podcast at OnlyYouForever.com slash love. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Don't be such a dork. <laughs> I just, I forgot to change it, the ending, so I... Um, so you made faces at me instead. Yep. Yeah, I was trying to see if you would improv. No, I had to close my eyes so I didn't see you. Uh.